You're listening to My Enneagram Life, episode number 16. So you might have heard me talk about this before, and keeping your word to yourself and being consistent in your habits creates confidence. Well, do you want to hear a little real-life example of how the lack of me being consistent and not keeping my word to myself has hindered my confidence? When I first started the podcast, I told myself I would come out with a new podcast every single Wednesday. And obviously, in the beginning, I was a little nervous. I felt like I had to be perfect and try to make the podcast sound so cool, you know, like everyone else. But as I got into it, I had integrity to myself of releasing new episodes every single week. My confidence grew. And after three months of podcasting every single week, I felt a little bit more comfortable. But as I sit here today, I am so nervous. I don't feel quite as confident as I normally do. And do you want to know why? It's because I haven't been consistent. I missed a week and was late on releasing another podcast. And when we don't keep our word to ourselves and we are not consistent, our confidence drops. Because one, we aren't doing whatever we're supposed to be doing consistently and getting better. Like for example, if you run once a week, you probably are not going to see any improvement But if you do it every day, you definitely will. And two, when we have integrity to ourselves, our confidence grows even if the improvements are small. So lesson learned, I will be more consistent on releasing podcasts each week. Now that I've got that off my chest, we can get into the good stuff. Today we are covering the disintegration of an Enneagram Type 4. So pull up the notes on your phone and get ready for a good one or a scary one, whatever way you want to look at disintegration. Hey, my name is Stephanie Smith, and I'm just your typical Enneagram 3 obsessed with becoming the best version of myself and teaching you everything I've learned along the way. I'll be your biggest hype girl to find your purpose, joy, and who you are through the Enneagram. Here we will cover how to apply the Enneagram to your life, real life stories of relationships through the Enneagram and how to be the best you. I know life is super busy, but I truly believe that self-development starts with knowing who you are. So thanks for bringing me along for the ride. This is my Enneagram life. So they say type four is the least common Enneagram type, but I don't know if I believe that. Although they might actually like to hear that they are the rarest, but oftentimes I think that they're overlooked or not brought up into the conversation because of their personality. But here's an overview of a four. So fours are self-aware. They're sensitive and they're reserved. They are emotionally honest and very creative. So oftentimes your artists, your musicians, these are the fours that create beauty in our world. And they're very personal. At the same time, they can become moody or self-conscious. They withhold themselves from others due to the feeling of being vulnerable and effective. They can also feel disdainful or exempt from ordinary ways of living. They typically have problems with melancholy, self-indulgence, and self-pity. At their best, Enneagram Type 4s are inspiring and highly creative. They are able to renew themselves and transform their experiences. They are able to really find beauty out of ashes. So the basic fear of an Enneagram Type 4 is that they will have no identity or personal significance. And the basic desire 
is pretty much just the opposite. They want to find themselves and their significance. They want to create an identity. Some key motivations of a four is that they want to express themselves and their individuality, to create and surround themselves with beauty, and they want to maintain certain moods and feelings. Sometimes they might withdraw to protect their self-image, and they want to take care of their emotional needs before attending to anything else. When moving into the direction of disintegration or stress, when we look at the symbol of Enneagram, a four will disintegrate or go to a two and take on unhealthy qualities of a two. So normally, aloof fours suddenly become over-involved and clingy at two when they're unhealthy. However, when they're moving in the direction of integration or growth, envious, emotionally turbulent fours become more objective and principled like healthy ones. Okay, so if you've listened to the last couple episodes, you know how this is going to go. We're going to go over the health levels of the Enneagram Type 4 and the disintegration. And this is going to be kind of a rough episode. We're going to talk about all of the bad stuff. But don't worry, we will cover at the end what to do with this information. So buckle your seatbelts. Let's dive into the health. So there are nine levels of health of each Enneagram type. The first three are the healthy levels. The second three are the average levels, and the third three are the unhealthy levels. So keep in mind that in order to be the healthiest version of ourself, it takes a lot of self-reflection and awareness. And you're off to a great start because you're here showing up, listening to the bad stuff. So at level one, an Enneagram type four, at their best, are profoundly creative expressing the personal and the universal, probably in the form of art. They are inspired. They are self-renewing and able to transform all of their experiences into something valuable. They're very self-creative. At level two, they become self-aware, introspective, on the search for self. They're very aware of their feelings and inner impulses. They are very sensitive and intuitive to both self and others. They become very gentle, tactful, and compassionate. At level three, Enneagram type fours become highly personal. They're individualistic. They're true to themselves. They are self-revealing. They're emotionally honest and humane. They are very vulnerable and emotionally strong. As we come into the average levels, an Enneagram type four at the level four takes on an artistic, romantic orientation to life. They're creating a beautiful, aesthetic environment to cultivate and prolong personal feelings. They heighten their reality through fantasy and their passionate feelings and imagination. At level five, they stay in touch with their feelings. They internalize everything that happens to them, taking everything personally and at the same time can become self-absorbed and introverted. They can become moody and hypersensitive at this level. They oftentimes become shy and self-conscious. They're unable to be spontaneous or get out of themselves. They stay withdrawn to protect their self-image and buy time to really sort out their feelings. Side note, I think it is kind of crazy how fast we can go from health levels into already taking on bad characteristics. If you've listened to any of the podcasts before, you know that like in the middle of an average health level, we already are taking unhealthy things on. So 
I just think it's crazy. That was a side note. Back to the health levels. Okay, so at level six, Enneagram type fours gradually think that they are different from others. They feel that they are exempt from living as everyone else does, and they become very melancholy dreamers. They're disdainful and sensual, living in a fantasy world. Self-pity and envy of others leads to self-indulgence, and they become increasingly impractical and unproductive. Now we're hitting the unhealthy levels. At level seven, when dreams fail, an Enneagram four becomes self-inhibiting and angry at themselves. They become depressed and alienated from themselves and others. They block out emotionally and paralyze. They become ashamed of themselves and fatigued and really unable to function. At level eight, they become tormented by the delusion of self-contempt self-hatred, and morbid thoughts. Everything is a sense of torment. Blaming others, they drive everyone away who tries to help them. And at level nine, Enneagram fours become despairing. They feel hopeless and become self-destructive, possibly abusing alcohol or drugs to escape. In the extreme, emotional breakdown or suicide is likely and generally corresponds to the avoidant, depressive, or narcissistic personality disorders. So in disintegration, a four will go to two, which we kind of covered already, and become overly involved and clingy. They become envious and emotionally turbulent, and they might even become increasingly impractical and unproductive and possessive over their loved ones. So like a two when they're unhealthy, they become overly intimate and intrusive. But all hope is not lost in knowing these things. It's actually encouraging. And I hope you see it the same way I do. Because when we know where we are, when we know our current state, we can only go up from there. And when we know what to look for, we can change it. So let me be the first to pat you on the back. You made it through the tough part of the podcast. And now it's smooth sailing from here and what we're supposed to do with this information. If you are anything like me, you might be thinking, wow, well, I was just discovered and this solidifies me thinking that there is something wrong with me. There is nothing wrong with you and we all have scary parts to ourselves and each type. So here's what we're going to do with this. I want you to listen to this again and analyze where in your life can you see these different levels of health. Do you tend to be less healthy when you're surrounded by certain friends or more healthy when you're able to be your true self? Think about the levels in your life because the first step to becoming healthier is being self-aware. And the fours are quite good at this, obviously, because we just talked about how self-introspective they are. But as a four, we need to learn how to be aware and move past the feelings and emotions and press into growth. So first step is to be aware of your health levels. And the second step would be finding ways that we can change these unhealthy patterns. We need to replace these habits or ways of thinking that brings us into disintegration states. And I like to call these switches. So find a switch that will help you get out of your disintegration. It could be as easy as changing your physical state. So moving your body or stretching or taking deep breaths or even taking a shower Something that will get you out of your head and emotions. Something that could also be helpful when you're in those unhealthy emotions is writing everything down. 
Everything that's floating in your brain, all of the emotions, the thoughts, the to-do lists, everything. You become so much more free when we have a clear mind. And speaking of writing everything down, one of the best things that I have done and started to implement in my daily routine is doing a brain dump. And the thing that I love about the brain dump is that it clears my head. And do you want to know where I do my brain dump? I do it in my soul planner. So this is the planner that I will be using all this year. And I used it last year and it seriously helped me stay on track with my schedule, or lack thereof during quarantine, and working from home. I am someone who needs paper in front of me to do my to-do list and a schedule written down. Is anyone else old-fashioned like me? This planner has time slots from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., and for some reason, a lot of planners don't have the day that long. I personally need it that long because I need to write everything down. But it has checklists and social media check-ins. It has goal-setting tools. And this year, it will help you implement your goal into your daily activities so you know you're actually getting closer to your goal every single week. And like I said before, it has the brain dump in this planner. So if you're anything like me, you probably wake up in the morning already stressed because you have so many things floating in your head. So the first thing I do is grab my planner and do a brain dump of everything I need to get done for the day. And the nice part is it's already in my date book. So I'm not going to have my list getting lost somewhere. I am seriously so excited for my soul planner this year with the updated tools and I cannot recommend it enough. And it is absolutely gorgeous. So I'm speaking to all the fours here today. It is created beautifully. You are going to love the design because I know you guys are so aesthetic And side note, if you like supporting female entrepreneurs, this is where it's at. Sarah is a busy mom and creator of the Soul Planner. And just for you, you can use the code MyEnneagramLife, no spaces, at checkout to receive 10% off. I'll link it in the show notes so you can see for yourself how beautiful this planner is. I am so excited for you to feel confident with your schedule and reaching your goals this year. So when it comes to changing our lives and becoming the best version of ourselves, it takes a lot of self-reflection, which you're doing right now, and also replacing those things. So for example, when you are growing up, whether you came from a great family or a not so great family, there are always going to be things that you think to yourself and say, wow, I am not going to do that in the future. Okay, so you're aware of what you don't want to do, but unless we replace those don'ts, With what we do want to do, we end up doing the exact same thing. So after listening to this, you know what you don't want to do when you're emotionally unhealthy, but what do you do want to do? Create a roadmap of when this happens, I want to do this instead, you know? It will help you take control of your life, and when you have something you are replacing those habits with, you are holding the reins to your life and how it will turn out. It's not up to chance and unlearning those things and not having anything to replace them with. These are our natural tendencies and we have to be aware of them, unlearn them, and then replace them. And this is one of the biggest secrets in self-development. So now you're in the know, you have no excuse but to be the best version of yourself. So where in your life do you want to change but you just keep doing the same thing over and over and you don't know why? 
think about what you will replace these tendencies with. So to recap, the first thing we need to do is be aware and self-analyze, self-reflect where in our lives are we unhealthy and what do we need to change. And second step, get out of that. Be aware of it and then want to change it. Replace it with new tendencies, new habits, or new way of thinking. Because when we change our thinking, we change our life. And thanks for listening to My Enneagram Life. If you liked this podcast, hit subscribe and share it with a friend. And I want to hear from you. So share it on your story and let me know your biggest takeaway. Was this helpful? Was it scary? Does it resonate with you? Can you see these levels of health in your own life? And don't forget to tag me at My Enneagram Life. I can't wait to see you on the gram. I'll see you next week and keep working toward becoming the best version of yourself.